You're listening to Rama for Today. I mean, some people just sit there and whatever, whatever happens, happens, and they just get thrown from here to there to yonder, from pillar to post, we'd say. And they never, they never even rise up to, to try to do anything. So number one, if you're going to rise above and snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat, number one, you've got to take bold action. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This week, we're going to start a new teaching from the Rama Archives by Ken Hagen. It's your move. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen with today's message. 1 Samuel chapter 14 I'm going to just use that as a setting. Now, have you ever experienced, any of you ever experienced a time when it seems like all you were getting were defeats? Seemed like everything, you, everywhere you turn, you were defeated? Well, I think God has a plan for snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Now, as we look at this, I want you to notice that uh, this chapter talks about Jonathan and a victory that he won for the children of Israel when his father was king of uh, the children of Israel, the Israelites. And uh, in verse 1, it says, now, came, and now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, or his armor bearer, whatever you want to call it, let us go up over to the Philistine garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost parts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people there were with him were about 600 men. Now here's the situation. We find that, uh, that Saul is sitting there with 600 men in Gibeah. The Philistines are in their garrison in Migmash, and they have about 30,000 chariots and about 6,000 cavalry and all kinds of infantrymen. And... Uh, they're there, and this place is considered to be, you can't get into it, you can't defeat it. And if you'll read on the story, it goes, they've sent out raiding parties, and they've destroyed all the blacksmith shops and all the smiths, and therefore, uh, Israel is down here, encamped in battle, but they don't have any weapons. If you read on, you'll find out or read up a little, a little up above there, you'll find out that Jonathan and Saul was the only ones that had any weapons. The rest of them didn't have any weapons. And uh, they, they, hadn't had, they only had 600 men left remaining out of original force of 3,000 that started out. The rest of them had run off and hid and so forth and so on. They got 600 men. They're sitting down here, and Saul is sitting there underneath a tree, pomegranate tree. They got a defeatist attitude. They've been beat around, whipped around. The raiding parties keep coming into the villages, into the, into the cities, and doing whatever they desire to do. 
And you see, you need to understand that the children of Israel are God's children, and they are a type of God's children today. The Philistines are a type of Satan and his bunch. Because I want you to notice that all through their life, they, they always had trouble with the Philistines. And we always have trouble with Satan. Now what's Satan? He all, he's always raiding. He's always coming in and trying to destroy us, trying to take us out of what God wants us to have. And the Philistines were always raiding. I mean, there was always some raiding party from the Philistines coming in unless... Israel was strong enough to defeat them. And now we find that here they are. In this situation, and it seems like that only these two men, Jonathan and his armor bearer, have escaped this defeatist attitude. Just sitting there, there's nothing we can do, so we just sit here and get taken advantage of. That's what a lot of people do sometimes when they finally get so far down. The enemy... They just sat there and the enemy just takes, just takes advantage of them every time he turns around. But uh, they had escaped this attitude of being defeated and in light of seemingly this hopeless situation, Jonathan realized that something must be done. Now, you know, I, I tell you what, sometimes some people need to get up and do something. It shows that they're still alive. If you know what I'm talking about. I mean, some people just sit there and whatever, whatever happens, happens, and they just get thrown from here to there to yonder, from pillar to post, we'd say. And they never, they never even rise up to, to try to do anything. So number one, if you're going to rise above and snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat, number one, you've got to take bold action. Bold action. Now, as you take bold action, this means doing something, getting up and doing something. Jonathan got up and he did something. You need to get up and realize that God's Word is with you and that you are with God and that you do not have to be defeated. You don't have to have a defeatist attitude. You do not have to be defeated. You can if you want to, do something about your situation. Somebody said, I thought I'm praying for God to do something about my situation. Then you're wrong. You're wasting your time. Now, you're not wasting time praying, but you're wasting your time praying if you're praying for God to do something about your situation. Now, the reason I say that is because, you see, God has already done all he's ever going to do about your situation. He has already made a way of escape. He has told you about it in his word, and now it is up to you to take bold action in the face of the enemy that is tearing you apart. Secondly, if we are going to win in the face of defeat, we have to exercise 
confident faith. Now, why do I say confident faith? Because unless you have confidence, all of your faith confessions are not going to do you any good. I mean, you can make a faith confession, but if you don't believe it, it's not going to help you any. If you don't have confidence in what you're saying, it's not going to do you any good. You know, some people are always saying things, but they don't, they're not confident, they have no confidence in what they're saying at all, so therefore nobody pays any attention to them. You ever noticed an animal? You can tell, say a dog. And you can tell that dog to sit and so forth and so on, and it don't. I've got, I've got some dogs at the house, and my wife and daughter always say, well, you're the only one who can do anything with them. And I tell them, it's the reason why is the way you say, give commands to them. They just say, sit. And the dog don't pay no attention to them. I call the dog by name, Pepper, sit. There's a difference. I've got a confidence in my voice. I've got authoritative confidence that when I speak, something's going to happen. They just say, sit, get down, you know, very quietly and calmly. And you can very quietly and calmly tell the devil where to get off and he just keeps right on you. But you can turn around and in, with a confident voice knowing that you have the authority to do it. You see, I've got the authority to, to tell that dog what to do. Raise it from a pump. Now, you see, the devil knows your authority, but as long as you have no confidence in your authority, then he pays no attention to you. How many have ever seen people that are making confessions of faith and telling the devil to leave them be and so forth, but nothing's happening. Have you ever noticed, how many have ever noticed that there was no confidence in how they were addressing the enemy? Anybody ever noticed that? And so many people, they go out to face the enemy and they're shaky. They don't really have any confidence that what they're doing is going to work. I want you to understand that Jonathan had confidence in God and the odds were irrelevant. Now, what are the odds of two men going against 30-some-odd thousand of them? I mean, what's the odds? Well, let's go up here and see. Well, they had 30,000 chariots, 6,000 cavalry, and innumerable infantrymen, or foot soldiers, in other words. Now, what is the odds of two men going against that amount of people? I would consider it zero. But you see... Jonathan's confidence was not in his and his armor bearer's fighting ability. Although he knew they could fight, he knew that they 
knew how to use their swords and their spears and so forth and so on. But his confidence was not in his ability. His confidence was in God. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Yes. You know what? We have got a great offer this month. Yes, it is. Uh, it is an offer normally thirteen ninety five. Right. Ten dollars. Your book. It's your move. Yes. And you know it's important that when God gives us the decision, it's then we, I, then we have to move. We have. We to move. have to move. Yeah. And that book will tell you about it. And then and one of Dad's best CDs yes. right here. Uh, it's. Uh, how to train the human spirit. Yes. And many people say this is one of the best things they ever got a hold of. There are four principles, he says, that we need the importance of meditating on the Word, the importance of practicing the Word, what it means to give the Word first place, and why you can trust the voice of your spirit. So uh, this is how to develop God speaking to your own human spirit. It's a great, great CD. CD. Yes, that's right. And in this book, it's your move. It, this is a really good book, even if I'm the one that did preach. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that offer normally thirteen ninety five for ten dollars, both the CD and the book. These two resources are for the discounted price of ten dollars. That's nine ninety five in savings. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. If you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Ken Hagen will continue his message on It's Your Move. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.